I had my phone and thinking, oh, when it comes here, then I'll take a picture. I couldn't. I couldn't move. And luckily, I had my sunglasses on, but I felt like that leopard saw my eyes and he just looked on me like that. And like... Hello and welcome to Matamo where we explore with you and our guests travel topics that push the boundaries and celebration of the human experience. This podcast is all about transformational travel, and uh, you can learn more about us at matamo.travel. That's M-E-T-A-M-O dot travel. Just put that in your URL and search for us on Google. You'll find us there. Today, we have uh, we have a, a, a duo we've had on before. David and Rona Saunders are joining us once again. They are uh, the couple that that uh, that live in uh, in Kenya, Nairobi, and they um, they run the Red Rhino uh, Outreach Project, and we've had them on a couple times before. Today, we're going to do something a little different with them. We're gonna we're gonna uh, part one. We're gonna kind of talk about birds of Africa, and we're gonna actually quiz them, and so see if if they really know their birds or not. And I've been told that <laughs> Rona, uh, nobody's cheating. There's, there's no Google uh, search anywhere up or anything. So hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Not sure. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the the wildlife they've experienced while on safari. You know, they've they've uh, they've taken plenty of trips and and seen some really interesting stuff. So I'm excited about this one. I think this will be hopefully fun for for Rona and David. So um, without further ado, I'm going to start our test. We've got we've got five birds that actually don't. We got six of them, Greg, that we've captured. Greg, I, I hope you know that you know the answer to these questions as well, because I have no clue which birds these are. But uh, but we're gonna quiz you and 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 hear some of them. I actually don't. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess then all all of our answers will be right. <laughs> we have, yeah. uh, so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna share my screen, and uh, the first one is a very colorful bird. I'm gonna try to describe it as best as I can for people who can't see it. Uh, I, I mean, this thing. Uh, has a beautiful kind of purple pink uh, chest with like I'm colorblind, so me describing a bird is hard. But <laughs> but it looks like it's like sort of teal uh, aqua legs. Yeah, beautiful. Almost bird. like lilac. Yeah, it's lilac. Right, yeah, almost. Right. Yeah, almost right. like lilac on the breast. Huh? So, so also when it, this bird when it flies has a has an electric light blue. Under color to its wings, that is absolutely amazing. It looks like a tropical fish of some sort. It's yeah. shocking. Do you know what bird this is, David? It's a roller. Yeah, it's a lilac-breasted roller. How big is how big is this bird? I can't picture on the. Uh, you know, it looks small for? there. It's um, it's between a robin and a crow. Okay, and where would you find this bird? Throughout. Yeah, you'd find that bird. You, a lot of them in the Maasai Mara. You, you, we've seen them at Red Rhino. Yeah, a number of times. In kind of uh, savanna-like settings, yeah, they're they're comfortable there. So this picture is is nice, but it doesn't do this bird justice. It is a spectacularly beautiful bird. And even uh, at, along those lines, to hear a guide or refer to this bird as even as beautiful, which is the li- lilac-breasted rola. It's the lilac-breasted rola. Lola. <laughs> oh, rola is beautiful. All right, let's let's see. You guys are one for one. Uh, Let's go to the next one here. What is this? This bird looks huge. Uh, it looks almost like a hawk, kind of big wig span. Uh, looks like it's got it's kind of multicolored black. Uh, got some got some like cow like spots. Yeah. What what is this bird that I'm looking at here? 
It's black and white. Um, it's a kingfisher. It's a pied kingfisher. It's a pied kingfisher. You can see. Look, if you look at it's, look it's straight strange. down the breast, that the, the 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 beak extends almost to the tail in that picture. Wow. Yeah. It's a, wow, so it's amazing. what it's doing is it's it's hovering because yeah. they hover and then they dive into the water and catch a fish. So it's flying in one place. It's not that big. It's about the wingspan would be about what sixteen uh, inches maybe something like that. Yeah, a little over a foot, maybe sixteen inches wingspan. It's a big kingfisher. Mm-hmm. The, there's only what maybe one or two kingfishers that are bigger. There's a Goliath kingfisher, which and is a, bigger. A giant kingfisher, or is it giant or it's Goliath? Giant. Yeah, giant. Yeah. But this is a pied kingfisher. Pied meaning that it's black and white, uh, kind of speckled. In Got it. Well, where would you find? Where would you find this then, too? A lot of along the streams and rivers, river lines and yeah. lakes. It, it, and it, lakes. Yeah, it it lives by catching fish. Got it. Just by the water source. And really, hence the name Kingfisher. That makes sense. Yes, <laughs> it was it was a deeply hidden clue. <laughs> As opposed to the the Joker Fisher or the Queen Fisher, yeah, that's right, <laughs> or the Queen Fisher. <laughs> cool. So two for two. Uh, this one here, we've got a bird that has another beautiful. I mean, beautiful wings. It looks like teal black wings uh, with like a it's like again red orange beak sort of. Yeah, beautiful. Um, what 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 kind of bird is this? It's also a Kingfisher. It is. Yeah, that's isn't that a Malachite? No. Uh, It's close to a Senegalese kingfisher, but... Okay. Greg, you want to help us this time? I forgot to write them down. I'm going to give that one to her. That that sounds like she knows what she's talking about. (laughs) I thought it was a malachite, but but it's not a malachite, because the malachite would be more blue, kind of navy, like strict blue. Mm -hmm. This, this is uh, would be. I think this is a woodland. It's oh, a woodland wood. king. Uh, woodland. Woodland kingfisher. The woodland. What, what makes it different than the one we saw before? The woodland kingfisher. Is it what makes it different? It's the colors um, on the back of the head, and also the colors on top of the head. And the beak. And the beak. But so so this is in the the same family, and right? This, this is a kingfisher. Do. So every kingfisher has some different name. Got and it. the other kingfisher was only black and white all over, no other colors. This guy's got blue there, and yeah, you see, he's just black and white. Got it. So there are lots of different kinds of kingfishers. This one, I think, would be smaller than the uh, uh, than the pied, don't you think? Yeah, I think kind of more or less the same size. The, okay. the only um, larger one that's distinctively larger is the giant kingfisher. Okay. The head almost reminds me vaguely of a penguin for some reason. Maybe I'm, I don't know, the color of it. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, so three for three. Kingfisher, very rare. Ooh, yeah. This one this, I this love. One's great. So this is the, favorite. The, this has, he's got a big sort of like, uh, I mean, he's got uh, a mohawk essentially, <laughs> like right? A mohawk, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, he's got the same stylist as like, you know, as Motley Crue or something, right? Or, or somebody will go to a punk <laughs> concert. Um, yeah. He looks like gray, dark gray, pretty heavy, heavy bird, right? I don't know if it looks. He's a big bird. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see also that his mouth is wide open. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what kind of bird is this? It's a, uh, it's a go-away bird. A, a white-bellied go-away bird. This is Greg's favorite. Uh, <laughs> wait, go, go away, like spelled go away or like go, go away. away because when he when <laughs> when you uh, when you approach these things would be in like usually not that tall acacia trees he would make a big racket that's basically telling you to go away <laughs> and they're big I birds they're you know yeah they're they're bigger than a pigeon uh really really beautiful birds and and really loud and raucous and what what you know. is the racket can one of you tell me what it sounds like or anybody like give me a, <laughs> what's what, what's the what's the noise of this oh. bird's go away bird go away perfect now, there we go <laughs> go away go away <laughs> no that was the go away bird yeah yeah there's there are a bunch of these out by red rhino or well, there used to be more of them now but they're still around in the in the 40 acres above the property, Greg. That's where I, we used oh, to own. Yeah. Is, is that a long tail that I'm noticing? Or, you know? yeah, yeah, very long yeah. tail. Mm -hmm. so there are other nice. kinds of go-away birds, by the way. But they're, they're, it's a family, and there are a number of different variations. I love the name, go-away bird. Yeah, it's great. So you guys are a perfect four for four. We got two more left here. What is, what is this one right here, this uh, in the middle? Oh, wow, Be, another interesting beak on this is that purple greg what is what is the color of that bird i can't uh, uh it's like a, a dark gray yeah it's black <laughs> yeah kind of a curved uh like a v-shaped beak here then is that like a is that those two birds so they yeah this is yeah. two birds and then they have um like on top of their bills kind of like these trumpet things or, yeah yeah or or and, and those are hornbills Got it. There's a number of different kind of hornbills. Uh, there's trumpeter hornbills. That's not a trumpeter. Um, this one is feeding this one. Uh, I think this one is feeding this one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like a, a mother and a young. Uh, uh, I, th I think the one with the white bill is the young one. Yeah. And the name of the bird is a hornbill? Hornbill, hornbill. yeah. There are a number of different kinds. I don't know. What it looks like, it looks like a small version of a uh, of the ones on the ground. Yeah, we have hornbills like that at our at our place. That they're they're of a, a different variety, but uh, they have the that still fly through the trees at our house sometimes. Really beautiful, but they have this that really that beak is. These birds are big. They're not. Uh, they're they're bigger than a crow. Um, some of them a lot bigger than a crow, and those and some of their beaks. It's hard to get the perspective here, but the beaks can be like yeah. six, seven inches long. They're oh, really, wow. really big. Oh, yeah, about like a like a cormorant kind of. Yeah. Ronan and Dave, what's it like on your property? You know, I've been there, but like looking around, what, what might you see if you walk outside in the trees? Have you ever been surprised by anything that you didn't expect on your property? Not red rhino, but where you live yeah. in your home. Yeah. We, for me, we have a, a, you know, Greg, we have a bed feeder. And so one time I came out on the veranda and there was a gymnogen just on the bed feeder and drinking some water. And I, unfortunately, I didn't have my phone handy, so I couldn't even take that picture. 
That, wow. that was a huge, yeah. A gymnogen is a gray and black and white raptor. It's about as big as, it's, you know, it's as big as, actually bigger than a red-tailed hawk, which is kind of the biggest bird around here. Yeah, the other name is the, uh, what is it, the African harrier hawk. Yeah, really big bird. And all around, always on the property, are, are yellow-billed kites, which are also very big hawk-like looking birds, like about as big as a red tail. They come down and drink all the time. We have every now and then, taracos come through this. Yeah. And brilliantly colored birds. They're just unbelievable. And then there's a, there's a falcon that comes into our uh, tree very often, and he hunts the birds at the bird feeder, these little mannequins. <laughs> I've only seen him take one, but he's always around. Not always, but he's often around in the yeah. evening. We have uh, paradise flycatchers, which yeah. are very spectacular. Colorful and long-tailed, very long tail. Yeah, firefishes. Yeah. Doves, millions of doves come in there and some crossbeaks. Sunbirds and, and... Yeah, sunbirds. We have yeah, lots of sunbirds. And mouse birds. And mouse birds, yeah, <laughs> mouse birds. Nice. All right, so five for five. Final one here. Oh, this bird looks like a <laughs> hard to make it out. Kind of is that an orange? Uh, is that an orange breast? Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, orange from purple. What kind of yeah. bird is this? This one, this one has some historical reference for Ron and I. <laughs> uh, go ahead. That is a red and yellow bobbit. They um. Not so common, but if you're in Kenya, you can see them in the in the north. Huh? In the north, like if you went to Samburu National Park in that that area. Darn! I thought I was going to fool you. <laughs> There's no, no fooling me. <laughs> when when Rona and I Rona and I had had one one date together, uh, and I was leaving for safari. Although we had talked on by phone a number of times, but. I was leaving on safari the next day and uh, we had been on one date and, and as just before I was leaving, we were going up to Samburu and Rona texted me and said, while you're in Samburu, look for the red and yellow barbet. Uh, so this is the, this was the bird that sort of started us uh, together in our and relationship. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, I've exposed it. I put it out there for the world to see. That's all right. We're, we're good. This is your this is your love bird, if you will, or yeah, your bird that. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. When she well, texted that, I thought this woman's okay. <laughs> cool. This was this was fun, you guys, and I think we wanted to end the episode with. So we went through the birds. Now let's kind of move to even bigger animals potentially. Um, you know, a big part of what folks will do traveling with Matamu are you know they they're they're going to want to go on a safari and and kind of see some of those iconic uh animals that you would see in a, in a safari so tell me a little bit about uh you know some of the safaris you take in you've, you've mentioned to us before that you've you kind of sometimes will go to different parts of the day where you'll see some interesting animals but what's what's like one of the most interesting things that come to mind on the safari that you've been on and an animal you've seen and uh you know kind of give us an insight into that I'll go. Go ahead. um my favorite animal on safari and I feel like if I see it then I'm good to go back home <laughs> on safari or on a game drive is a hyena so like one time we were on safari and we we followed 
Emada, is that what you call it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Emada, and um, it just worked. So we followed it and it went to a den. And by the den, there was another kind of adult hyena. But then with really tiny, cute hyena babies, like puppies, puppies so small, tiny, and they were just like a lot of them in a den. There's a number of dens actually there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we tried to count them. We couldn't. We were maybe yeah. 24. Yeah, they came walking ones. up to the vehicle. And, yeah. Kind of just leaking the tires. And yeah. Did you want to bring one back home? Oh, now I feel like I wish no, I did. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've seen lots of, we've been on a number of safaris and, and a number of them with Greg and seen, you know, lion kills and uh, all, all sorts of things, you know. One of the oddest safari experiences that, that I've had was we were actually we were on safari with Greg's group and uh, we were uh, in the Mara, Masa, in Masai Mara. We had come to this place where you can very often see cheetah, right? Because it's an open high plain and cheetahs hunt during the daytime as opposed to all the other big cats that hunt at night typically. So there was a, there was a, a herd of wildebeests near this area and we come upon a mother cheetah with three sort of teenage cubs. They weren't cubs, they were almost full grown, but she was still teaching them to hunt. This And we just happened to be there and this mother cheetah, suddenly you could see crouched down and was headed towards this, you know, couple hundred herd of wildebeest. And we were just watching and, and she just went over and suddenly all hell broke loose, right? She's just running as fast as she can. And the other three are running. She had cut out of the herd a young wildebeest, not, not old, not even a teenager yet. So we were watching this cheetah chase this wildebeest and the other the others following, and they circled around and came right back to our vehicle. And I, I mean right back to it, maybe 20 meters away. And these are open safari vehicles. Maybe 20 meters away, the mother brought down this young wildebeest, had it down on the ground, and was. And then the other, the three kids came over and she wanted them to kill it, right? So she released the grip on it for a moment and the, and the kids didn't take up the chase quick enough. And so that young wildebeest ran directly to our vehicle. He, mm-hmm. his, his ass was bloodied because the, the mother had, had taken him down. And so this wildebeest was butted up against the door of our vehicle, surrounded by these four cheetahs in a standoff. Whoa. And yeah. And so, I mean, we, you could literally touch this wildebeest. His blood was smeared on the, on the, and so the cheetahs are. They didn't want to come to us, right? They did, they wouldn't come too close to the vehicle, but they were circling and closing the circle. They were probably I don't know ten feet away, ten to fifteen feet away in this circle, and the wildebeest is just back holding them off like that. And then, of course, ten other vehicles came and they're lined up behind us now. And we're just waiting for this this um, young wildebeest to be killed and eaten right in front of us. And things are just happening, and and the and the cheetahs are moving here. And every time the cheetah would come close, the wildebeest would slide a little bit. The cheetahs wouldn't come. And then finally, it took this was this went on for I don't know 15 minutes maybe. Yeah. And then finally, the other vehicles are telling us to move on so they can get closer, and our drivers just staying there. And then finally, there was a slight break in the cheetah phalanx and this young wildebeest 
darted behind our vehicle and now there's a line of vehicles so he's on the other it's like being on the other side of the train tracks and so the cheetahs are all on the one side of this line of vehicles and he's on the other side and they're trying to get him and eventually he escaped it was unbelievable oh my gosh yeah it was unbelievable yeah so that's one of the oddest things i've ever seen oh my gosh that's incredible the the wildebeest smart little wildebeest i was gonna say wow yeah yeah i took pictures of the of the blood smears on the vehicle and it was it was exciting right after that we had uh, driven not too far and across uh, along a river uh, there was a, a guide on the other side is actually in, in tanzania and he was pointing to our driver that there was something kind of behind this termite mound through hand gestures i was sitting actually next to rona uh close by and out of nowhere comes right out behind this termite mound come that comes this uh, incredible leopard uh, a male leopard just the most beautiful specimen I, I believe i've ever seen and he walks right over towards us and we're filming him and david says to rona get back because he met rona's eyes and there was just just one moment right rona it was just yeah. incredible yeah i had um i had my phone and thinking oh when it comes here then i'll take a picture I couldn't. I couldn't move and luckily I had my sunglasses on but I felt like that leopard saw my eyes and he just looked on me like that and like in the open vehicle I didn't move a muscle. I even held on my breath. I couldn't <laughs> breathe but that was yeah. I still remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah. He yeah. was probably 5 feet away from Rona, maybe 6. Oh my god. You know, I was going to, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, you both was like, have you been afraid of, of being attacked? And it sounds like that it, it had, I mean, in that moment, right, there was some, some, some concern there. Is that something that, you know, that was probably one of the closest moments you felt that way, Rona? Um, even in that moment, because maybe I've been on safaris and I kind of know when you see what animals like that, I know how to stay still and yeah. just... And being in the vehicle, I feel completely safe. And I knew that it wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything. But it was just that eye contact, like, I see you, I see yeah. you. And, yeah. But other than that, I haven't really felt any dangers or being uncomfortable. Yeah. No. Yeah. It basically, if you're in, your, in the vehicle, you're safe. The animals never, ever. These animals have grown up around these vehicles. And basically... Yeah. They live their lives and it's like the vehicles are sort of invisible. They do whatever they're going to do mm-hmm. unless the vehicles are, you know, intruding on their stuff, but they never, they never go after it. But Greg and I were, were in Karangiri once and it was with an elephant. And the only, the only animals that the drivers are nervous about are elephants. Really? Right? You know? and why, we, why, why, why is that? Because they can overturn your vehicle and stomp you to jelly if they want oh, to. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't. <laughs> they don't. But I mean, you know, they are so big. I mean, they, they yeah. are so powerful. It was getting to be sunset. In Terengiri, there are lots and lots and lots of elephants and big ones. And the elephants are really under threat throughout Africa at this point. But these elephants were kind of migrating up a hill in sunset. And there were, in, in our vista, probably 100 elephants. And, and it was beautiful. But there were other vehicles in this vehicle of noisy a German tourists came up and they started making a lot of noise. And they had also blocked us so that we couldn't really go forward or backward. And there was a baby elephant with a mother 
as they were migrating up the hill that was very close to our vehicles. And they were just being, most people have the sense to just be quiet around their house. They were, they were the opposite. They were loud and boisterous and really inappropriate. <laughs> and so at one point, this bull elephant, who was maybe, what, Greg, 30, 30 40 meters away from us? He, he was close, yeah. He was yeah. massive. So he, he, looked, he, he looked closer, but... But he got closer. He was. He started trumpeting, you know, lifting up his trumpet, and his ears flaring out, and he was huge. And then he just charged at our vehicle, full oh speed. And Greg Whoa. and I are standing up there, and I'm thinking, I, we have it on video. And either Greg or I said, "Oh my God!" And this, this elephant just charged to our vehicle to within ten meters, and I just thought, "This is how I'm going to die," you know. And then he just stopped. Boom. And everybody was completely silent. They they do charge. They never they never turn over vehicles or anything. But it was so scary because there was we couldn't move. These guys had locked us in, and it was terrifying. But it was you know. There was another time with an elephant. We were camping in Samburu, and uh, in a in a pitch tent, David and I, and uh, uh, elephant in the middle of the night, two in the morning or something. It was right behind our tent and had cracked a large limb and it was a sound like a boom you know and we just both came flying out of this tent in our underwear like kind of laughing but kind of scared also but i have to say one thing is like this this idea of they were talking about earlier about you know not really being afraid in the early days dave used to like to go to, for runs out of our safari camps and one time probably our first safari in 98 he he actually went for a jog out <laughs> on the savannah down outside of camp and as he was yeah. running yeah with pam and as he was running a, a safari vehicle came racing up yelling simba 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 which meant lion 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 they had just spotted a lion so they pulled david inside the vehicle oh. uh, i think there was another time where he almost ran into a giraffe as well so his, his, his confidence now is uh, goes back to the early days of you know wow. learning some lessons uh, yeah. The guys should never have let us go on this run where we were, because I didn't really know in those days. And they let us, they say, I just stay on the road, you'll be fine. And as it <laughs> turns out, there was a female lion that we were very close to. And running, you know, you look like prey when you're running. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, and one final question for, for I guess, all three of you. But, um, you know, you're familiar with the term spirit animal, right? Have you guys, do you guys know what a spirit animal is? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it's an animal. If, I guess if you could, uh, if you could be an animal, you know, and, and, or if, if there's an animal that embodies who you are as a person, whoever wants to start, you know, if you could choose a spirit animal, wh which one would you choose and why? I would choose a bird. I would choose a martial eagle just because it's an eagle and it's, it's one of the fierce, fierce, fiercest, fiercest <laughs> birds of, I'll choose an eagle, a martial eagle, they're, because they're it's huge. just so powerful. Yeah. And these martial eagles are bigger than the eagles that we are are understand here in the U.S. Is a martial eagle like even bigger than that? Yeah, I, I'd say that um, they're. I mean, the biggest eagle I know about is a bald eagle, and those eagles are big. So I'd say a martial eagle is equivalent to that. Maybe yeah. maybe a bit taller. I mean, you see them on the ground. You don't see them very often, but when you see them, you think, "Oh my God, these things are huge." And they are, they are really, really big. And they're beautiful. So it's equivalent to a bald eagle, maybe a bit bigger, but hard to say, but really impressive. What about you, Greg? 
Oh, I've been thinking about it. There's just so many, but, uh, you know, I think an elephant, uh, I think to be, you know, with the herd and, uh, be out there and feel, feel safe. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't like the idea of being ostracized or, you know, in my elder age to be off on my own. But, uh, I think the, the journey and the, the longevity and the kind of, uh, the nature of an elephant, I, I find very fascinating. I think for me, it would probably be a giraffe. You know, I've, I've, when I first uh, was out at Red Rhino, it was really out, out in the bush and there were animals everywhere. And I used to walk uh, behind where I lived, you know, for a few miles around there. And I would encounter giraffes there, you know, and they were quiet and really good neighbors. You know, as long as I kept moving, I could get close to them, but, you know, we could coexist. And I, I, I really like their the way they uh, the way they move really peacefully through, you know. So I, I think for me it would be that. I'm going to go with the wildebeest. I want to be that scrappy wildebeest that like barely gets away from that fight. I think because I'm definitely more of a runner, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I can get myself out of a bad situation. So yeah, I'll, I'll be that wildebeest from the story earlier on. <laughs> yeah, you better be that one because the other ones. <laughs> 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 I'm the outlier will that be sets. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this has been amazing. I really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun to talk with the both of you. And again, we shared it on an earlier episode, but uh, you know, the work that you do, people can go to rrop.org. There's an, uh, to, to, um, or, or go back to a previous episode where we talk about the amazing work that you do with, with children in Kenya. And uh, you know, on, on our end, uh, folks interested in, to learn more about Matamo, can go to metamo.travel, matamo.travel. You can email us at hello at matamo.travel, or you can uh, you can also uh, chat with us on our website, and uh, always there to talk about African travel and um, and helping guide you to your next journey. So, thanks again. Uh, been a pleasure. Uh, amazing to talk with you. Uh, you know, as as Greg noted, you are you're definitely bird enthusiasts. Uh, you you were six for six on our quiz, so you, you aced it. Um, and uh, we're we're looking forward to talking with you guys sometime in the future. Thanks again for for being on on our podcast. Thanks, Bob. Happy to be here. Thanks, Bob. Thank you guys. Take Thanks, care. Greg. Thanks, Greg. All right. Take See care. You soon. See you soon. Bye bye.